0: Avatar explanation so rock solid, not full holes.
1: I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse.
0: <laughs> it's still, it, it's still timey wimey, ultra complicated nonsense that is really completely unnecessary. But we'll get to that in a little while because we're yeah. not talking about Flash first. Yeah, <clears throat> we're talking about the better show of the three airing this week, which was Arrow. Yep. Hi everybody, I'm Connor McGraw. This is the Phantom Zone. I'm joined by Arlen Harrow.
1: Hey, uh, I was a cop. My name was Max. Hey.
0: Eh. And Alan Muir.
1: Fuck
2: X Men Apocalypse.
0: Three man show tonight. Hunter's not here, so somebody has to do his job for yeah. him.
1: Did you get what I was doing there, Connor? Uh, I think I missed it. I was trying a Mark Wahlberg impression. Uh, does it? Does, is it all coming together now? Yeah, because... not really,
0: because he just kind of gra- he growls the whole movie, it doesn't really... He kind of he sounds really sleepy the whole film, and then like just grits his teeth for the last third
1: of the film. Yep, he's, he's not really acting; he's no, just being. Yeah. He, my memory is, it's like he's being pulled by a truck and being forced to say work. <laughs> um, uh, that's a inside joke, guys, but uh, I had to make it. Um, yeah, because
0: recently I I confessed that I like the Max Payne movie, despite how despite how garbage it is, I thoroughly enjoy it. One of my guiltiest pleasures, but that's not Arrow at all.
1: Nope.
0: No, Arrow was great this week. Unlike the Max Payne movie.
1: Yep. This was a this was a solid episode. Um, and it was it, it had everything. It was funny. It was this
0: had this had series reverberating uh, effects too. Because this is this this yeah. kind of turned Oliver's entire motivation on his head. Yep. Because this goes back to this goes back to pilot. Uh, episode stuff.
1: Oh yeah it it goes way back and kind of um, I mean it goes off of things that are said in that first ten minutes or so <laughs> where you see the flashback and where he says Oliver I'm not the man you think you are think I am and it really like tells you what that means and um, my
2: question is this how did he th- how did Robert Queen Record those videos from the future where he had white hair. Um,
1: he, just for men. Uh, th- it's a product that exists, and uh, they—I know that they had it at that point. So, uh,
0: also, my dad's hair color changes probably three times a week because. He's aggressively graying, but I, for some reason, either he's dying it or his body is fighting it as hard as he can. So he has this very really strange kind of dusty brown thing going on.
1: Yep. Yeah, and with the <clears throat> lighting and stuff like that, and yeah. also people's hair uh, does get darker when you're in the water. Um, that's something that you'll find when someone with gray hair gets in, especially in ocean water. Their hair will just get like. Two levels darker for no apparent reason. So that could be it. Also,
0: this also had the marked return of Oliver
2: in the suit. Yep, yeah. something that we probably thought would would have happened much later, like at least next episode. Right, it, it would have been, or, or even finale. Almost,
0: this this almost felt like a finale. If there was yeah. a little more oomph to it, it would have, it could have been a finale. Because like it, he. He doesn't just, like, he doesn't even need to beat Chase physically. He just, like, makes him blubber and, like, give up.
1: Yeah, kind of... (laughs) That's my one... That's my one problem with
0: this. He's like, your daddy didn't love you, and Chase is like, fuck.
1: Yeah, like, I... Okay, so there are a couple things that would have been better. Uh, If he had actually, like, pulled out a smaller smaller blade and almost uh, started committing seppuku, um, that would have been better, and Oliver just, like, stopped him and punched him in the face... Uh, I would have preferred that because otherwise we're just doing this thing that I'm really bored of, um, and it's ten years old at this point. It is ten years since The Dark Knight. Well, nine, but whatever. I don't care. It's nine years since then, and I'm over the the villain let himself get captured thing, and that's what this makes me think it is because when you see the trailer, it's like, oh, he wanted to get caught. And if you watch the end of this episode, you look on his face – oh, he, he planned on all of this. Um, and I'm really bored of that. It's not even a trope at this point. It's like, ah, it's just something that you're like, oh, God, we're doing this again. Well,
0: you could probably chalk up Arrow's entire existence to, to the Dark Knight Echo. Like, mm-hmm. it's low-rent Batman. That's true. It's, That's it's true. what it is. Because, like, I mean, Green Arrow in the comics is nowhere near this bleak. Uh, oh,
1: Yeah. I mean, they only got it. they only got this through because... The Dark Knight was ending or was about to come out when they were shooting this and CW thought oh we can get in on that Batman that Batman flavor um, since we don't think that WB is going to return to Batman anytime soon oh silly 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 CW yeah
0: I bet they didn't think adapting Suicide Squad characters to the small screen would be a problem until WB was like hold on a minute
1: Oh they had no clue. <laughs> they had no idea. Um
2: yeah. And I also love that while Argus is uh right now in the comics is currently being relegated to the to the back of like to, to like it's it's only been mentioned once since rebirth.
1: Because they were, so, because they were so involved before rebirth. <laughs> like, like you couldn't open a new Fifty Two comic book other than Snyder's stuff, and not find at some point Argus showing up for no apparent reason.
2: What Justice League Dark? Why is Argus here? Why is I don't Argus understand here? this. No, I mean like just someone going like hi. But the whole thing with Pandora.
1: Right, that's what I mean, like, they would just show up, like, I get it, we're trying to cross over all the all the uh, Justice Leagues, but it's, like, it became annoying, like, I would open up, I don't remember what book it was. Was it Forever it Evil Ar-
2: Argus Rebellion or something?
1: Maybe, well, it was like a random book that you wouldn't think would have anything to do with Argus. Was it Might have been, it was Voodoo, or it was something very Flash-related, but it was a random book, and it had nothing to do with Argus, and... You open it up and you're like, "What? What the fuck is Argus doing here? Argus, this isn't Argus's shit. It, it, it's very weird." But that said, um, all new Marvel, whichever year of all new Marvel, uh, there was a period where you couldn't open a Marvel comic book without Shield showing up. Um, so it's it, that was like
2: <laughs> two a year or two ago.
1: Yeah, like you'd open up Howard the Duck.
2: Oh, there's Shield. Okay, but,
0: that's the MCU residents because Shield wasn't a household name until fucking uh, the MCU really got rolling.
2: Yeah, no, it was. It was in certain cer- certain areas. It was uh, if you were a Marvel like. It hardcore. was if you were a fan,
0: but like there are people who watch Agents of Shield who don't pick up comic books, right? Um. So that's it's it's more of a thing that ever was. Well, it's the same thing with Iron Man and all the fucking like Iron Man right. wasn't really a popular popular among comic book fans, but casual you know moviegoers. No, um, yeah. but Arrow. Uh... Oh
2: wait, just before we before we go back to Arrow, have any Have you guys ever re- read any of the uh, 2014 and 2015 Mark Wade uh, Shield uh, comic? No, no. You guys no, really so really should because they have. The they have May, uh, Fitz Simmons.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: They bring in were... they bring in Quake for an issue with her, when for an issue with her and her fa- and whatever her whatever her father's name was in the uh, comics. If I
1: were more sold on that on those <laughs> characters, I would be I would be all over it. But those aren't those aren't my favorites. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I'm
0: not terribly attached to anyone with that show.
2: Well, the thing yeah. is, they're they're playing backup roles because right. they have a character from the MCU, not the MCU, the Marvel six one six universe in it each issue. Oh, okay. So there That's, was, So, so like, they're doing
1: what the show was
2: gonna be. Yeah, they they had an issue where they they actually had an issue with Howard the Duck where they brought him in. They had an issue right. where they brought Sue Storm in. That exactly. They there was a bitchin' – Comic drawn by Howard Chaykin with Dominic Fortune. Yeah, yeah
1: where it was like sounds like
2: where Hydra that... stole stole his riverboat or his uh, like his uh, gambling boat. Howard are the ducks? No, the uh, no, Dominic Fortune.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah, and
2: again, that's that sounds like
1: the initial pitch for Agents of Shield back before when they first announced it was going to be a TV show. Um, yeah. Okay, back to Arrow. Um, yeah. Um, hey, Cody Rhodes came back for this episode. Yeah, and he was he was pretty good.
0: I like. Uh, I hope he. I I know he's already very attached to this, and he loves doing it. Uh, right, but being a he, Cody's wrestling schedule is grueling right now. So I don't know when he'll be back again. Um, yeah. He is. He's basically he's an independent guy right now. So he's basically taking bookings all over the planet and just going non-stop. The man's inhuman. Um, right. Which helps his character, because he's not really, you know, he's the kind of zombie you can't do any pain.
2: Yeah. Wasn't Hunter trying to, like, <sighs> like? wasn't he saying around, around the time the first episode with him aired, and the, the whole, rep, him becoming a zombie, was like, oh man, they're doing monsters. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I, I, uh... Where? What else was, were they doing that? Where else was that happening? I think he well, does um Well didn't the Flash a... episode happen,
0: like right around that same time?
1: Yeah. And um Ah, he he was our regular for a little while. He's the one who stopped the nuclear bomb. Ragman. He's Ragman. kind of a monster. Like just based off his description. I think that's where it was coming from. That's that's what Hunter was suggesting there. Um yeah. Um. Yeah, he was really good in this episode. He was really intimidating. And, I, like, I'm impressed by him as an actor. Because if you look at his other work, it's mostly, like, WWE direct-to-DVD stuff. So... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that
0: and, like, uh, it's in WWE. Like, the same thing I said about Batista when he broke out in uh, Guardians. Um, You don't get to see someone's actual acting potential of wrestling because it's such a... It, the presentation is so ha- it's it's hammy and like mm-hmm. totally carny and everything is just it's, it's everything is projected and exaggerated so you don't get an idea of like what someone's capable of when you put them in a different kind of uh, environment and Cody and Batista are both outstanding examples I mean The Rock is the bar but yeah yeah
1: yeah and uh, he he does he serves his purpose really well in this episode um yeah like I said earlier this episode is really funny like. This is a standout moment. Yeah, a standout moment for this episode, or in this episode for me, is when this guy tells Oliver, uh, "Sir, you can't go. You can't go in there. We can't go in there either." And he tell he says um, "Then resign." Yeah, that was uh,
2: that was a good one.
1: Yeah. Oh, the entire the entire situation
0: where the package comes to us, I'm like, I'm like, this would be completely insane if like if were end their show. Like, sir, a mysterious package has been dropped off. I'm gonna open with the fucking crowbar.
1: Yep. God, that was so good. Um, he
0: did. He did come off like a total badass too. He's like, he doesn't. He doesn't hesitate. He's like, I'm gonna crack this bitch open. And they're like, sir, what, what did what does Quentin say? He's like, he's like, oh yeah, he was a bomb defuser in a previous
1: life. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. God, that was so good. Um, so good. And everybody's reaction is just perfect. Um,
0: I also something else that uh, I kind of chuckled at is when um. Uh, they go to that. They go to that little siege moment. they like, he's like Renee. He's, he's like, hold tight. He's like, why do you tell me to hold tight? And then like, who is it that just goes <laughs> out like, take shit? Like, I don't know. Where, yeah, Diggle. He's like, why did he tell me to sit still?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, uh, what else was there? Uh, I That's, also like the um
2: Wild. Like, uh, um, I'm blanking on the actor. Something Gonzalez. Yeah. I like him a lot. His yeah. his take on Wild Dog has actually gotten me gotten me so much that I actually ordered the first pre ordered the first volume of Cape Carson. Oh shit. He that's a
0: character I'm like that's why I'm kinda glad this season is the way it is because like Mr. Terrific, Wild Dog, um, our char- and Ragman are characters I'm not familiar with at all. Yeah. Um
1: I like them using really
0: these enjoy like these representations they've got for them.
1: Yeah, they're like d-list characters, like at best, and they're used very well by this show. I, like that, got, I like that we
2: got, even though tiny we've gotten two JSA members. Yeah, yeah, and uh, totally Ted Grant and uh Terry Sloane. New, yeah, new uh, New Vixen, right? No, no, no. Um, Ted Grant was uh, was one of the co- was the original tr- part of the the Golden Age Trinity. Hmm. In or at least in the JSA books. Right. And Terry Sloan was the original Mister Terrific. Oh, okay. Which, okay. Like I, I finally, like I had no idea when I I was when I bought the. Uh, I bought season five on discount on iTunes. Hmm. The scene where Curtis is saying, where he's talking about Terry Sloan. I was like, I was, I was, I just lost it because that's something you'd see them do on Smallville during mm-hmm. during Absolute Justice, right.
1: Um where were we?
0: <laughs> also, oh uh Dinah has grown to me a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean I, I was I was very happy with her introduction and in every episode I just like her more and more. Um Yeah. She's she's like a I, I wouldn't know that she wasn't part of the show um for like years at this point because she's just so she's slid right in. And, that, yeah. I
0: also I love him having a med on the team because it's like Yeah. Like, they can be getting their asses handed to them. It's like, we just need Canary to. Boom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She did. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it totally makes sense. Like, a guy shows up who's a zombie. Well, having a meta there to just take him down is really helpful. Yeah. Um, The same could be said about
0: Vigilante. It's like he was winning the fight because we've established he had guns. Right. Uh, uh, And I like having uh, someone with uh, enhanced abilities in the team. Uh, speaking Speaking of guns. Holy shit, Diggle went on a warpath at
2: the end of this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. I Diggle, love I Diggle love killed, you, like, ten people.
2: You hear, the, you hear a gun reload in the background? Diggle immediately 180s and just shoots the guy?
1: It's it's pretty brutal.
2: I have I have
0: always liked Diggle. I think this season I like him way more.
1: Yeah, he works more. And he he really... He got a cooler suit last season, I think, and... He just—they didn't really use him well, but this season they really just—they just made him more interesting. And yeah, I like him. I like him more than I have in a couple seasons. So yeah.
0: Is he uh, uh, again? These are these, the Green Arrow universe wasn't something I was very familiar with before the show started. Uh, is he
2: from the comics or is he in a, a show no, original? He's in a him and, He's an original. And yeah, he's, now, he's an
1: invention. Really, he's
2: now yeah. actually like he's now in the Green Arrow co- the comics. Yeah. So, he, he's, he's, so he's so well
0: So he's been Harley Quinn, basically is what you're telling
2: me. Yeah. Yep. That's really cool. And during uh, the Kingdom storyline and Green Arrow and before Rebirth, they had they they introduced uh Diggle and they also introduced the new version of Felicity. Huh. Cool. And the thing is, Ben Percy who took up who has been writing Green Arrow, who was writing Green Arrow, or who took on Green Arrow after Kreisberg and Sokolowski left. Did nothing. Has he's used Diggle, has not used Felicity.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I don't really have uh terribly much to say about it, cause I, I don't know. Just is my like yeah. when I like what, any of these shows, episodes, like of the week as much as I did this one, I hardly have much to say about it.
2: Yeah. Um, I think the only... What about the the ending?
0: The only negative was... Yeah, I mean, the only negative is kind of like... It's not really negative, because I think the lead-up is cool. The fight scene they have is awesome, because it's cool to see Oliver back in the suit, and they have a nice little stairway brawl.
2: Um, Yeah. No, I'm talking about the stuff on Lee and you. I like that stuff. I I, I didn't
1: think it would just end.
0: Uh, Actually, that... That subverted my expectations because I thought the flashbacks were basically going to come full circle at that moment and have just you know showing Oliver, you know, the end of the flashbacks. I basically thought it was going to be where we you know the we, the end of that five year stretch where he comes home. Yeah, but I guess not. All the, and that uh that all the, the little little callbacks like the graves, Deathstroke's mask, uh, all that stuff is really cool to see.
1: Yeah. But, um.
0: Yeah. Adrian Chase got captured, and I'm sure he's got something going on his sleeve.
1: Yeah. But even before he like turned himself over, that actor was doing a really good job, as he's been doing all season. John um, cigara. Yeah. He's he's nailing it. Um. And whatever he's in next after this, I will be immediately excited the moment he comes on screen. So, uh, yeah. Good job from him. Good job from everybody.
2: I really hope not, it's not a Quantico situation for like, uh, what was his name? Oh, I know what you're talking about with uh, the, Eddie.
1: Yeah, where they well, just the where name. they just wasted him. They'll all be on 22 episode shows. So yeah, yeah, uh, like that's what'll happen. Until, I mean, maybe they get lucky and they be like the guy who's on um, American Gods right now, but. They'll all be on many of these types of shows for a couple years until some until they end up in a movie or somebody decides to offer them a better gig. Um, it's just how it's going to be. That's the nature of TV acting and stuff.
0: Uh, yeah. One more on a flash, everybody.
1: Yeah, I think we're. Yeah, I think we're good oh, with Arrow.
0: Okay, I think it's probably be the most conversation heavy anyway. Yeah. This there is a lot to take in here, um, especially in the first five minutes. Because this this Savitar explanation, my I, I, suit's show cooler is cooler than
2: yours. The
0: show has been complicated before. Like I, I'm still not up. I don't know what a time remnant is. Like after all this time, I'm like I don't know how they work. I don't know. I don't know what the connotations are. I don't know exactly how the, the means and the you know the effects. I have no it, idea.
1: Okay, so I'll explain it. It's exactly like Futurama. During the time travel, the, the movie Doom special. copy basically right. It's the exact same thing.
0: But what I don't understand is like, okay, what are they? Are they going? Because Thawne, I understand because like it's, Thawne's existence is like perpetual speed force travel. So like at some point, right. he's always zipping through time. So his existence is basically uh, like perpetual. But like when something goes and grabs a time ribbon, are they going to grab a version of themselves from the past or future and pulling them into the present?
2: Well, for, there... in Zoom's case, he, he, it was past. Yeah, but it's like version. 10 seconds. That,
0: so what, how, does that not, how does that not fuck the timeline morally? Like
1: you're plucking someone out of the timeline? Because. I, I... actually <laughs> don't. That's where I. I, that's, no, that's where I, I, compl- I I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, but... it's a version that's doomed anyway. That's my understanding.
2: You're taking yeah. them f- forward from the past
1: so that okay what I'm okay i got
2: it time remnants also known as timeline remnants or temporal duplicates as dubbed by savatar are a phenomenon that occurs as a result of metahuman speedsters time travel abilities due to possible time ruptures and changes brought by the speedster traveling and or staying or further back in time or even a speedster's death time remnants are preserved via the speed force as if in the original timelines Having to appear in, in the, new, the new timeline in order to prevent further time paradoxes.
0: So, so it's basically the thawn thing, where it's like they could be plucked from the Speed Force, but not in a moment in time itself. Yeah, because the Speed Force is like perpetual, one. it's just like there's time doesn't exist there. Yeah. Oh, all right, that makes a little more sense. Um, but then we get to the idea of this this loop where Baratar, as I've called him, um.
2: He says something... Okay, so... Once you start... Once you start going... No, no, no.
0: Not that. Not that. I I understand what he said there. But this... Okay. So... Let me try to... Step by step. So, Barry goes to fight Savitar in this... Right. ...oncoming climax and makes a bunch of time remnants of himself. Yep. Savitar kills all of them except one... ...who then is rejected... by order
2: preserve... ...in order to make sure he exists. Yeah.
1: But... It's a it's a, it's, yeah, a paradox. it's a paradox. Yeah, it's
2: it's 100% a paradox. Were you not yeah, paying was, attention when Cisco made made that? No, I
1: was. No, I
0: followed every step of this, but still, like there's some, there's steps on the way that don't make any sense. First of all, from a story progression, why would okay? So you have the timer. I mean, he's left behind. He's wounded. Like he's kind of you know yeah. he's he's displaced. Why would he be rejected and shunned? What? Why would why would anybody cast him out? Like Barry would be like, I can literally be in two places at once. Cisco uh, would take him in, Joe would take him in, he could hang out Star Labs, like, something. Like, th- these people aren't mean-spirited enough to take, like, anyone, like, and cast them out like that.
2: Connor, did you not see how broken everyone was after <laughs> And fe- Once the Future Flash? Yeah, it doesn't... <sighs> I guess. It's, um... I
1: don't know. It... <sighs> like the answer should just be everybody be be nice <laughs> like remember to be nice to this future time remnant um i don't know it does kind of fall apart at that point but i guess you have to just accept that they're going to not accept this time remnant barry um okay
0: all right so let's get past that hurdle then okay so this yeah. time remnant being broken and whatever so like when does he does he just start running back through time and like going to yeah. the, the legend that he's said? Okay, so what the
1: fuck yeah. is the philosopher's stone? The philosopher's stone is something that he created. I don't know. Um, like that's that's all I can think of. It's something that he made, I guess, or something that he found. That's the only thing that I can think of. Also, he is he is future Barry. Um, so maybe the phosphor Stone wasn't originally his? That's another possibility? Because, I mean, the Phosphorus Stone could be a weapon from a future villain, or he could be a weapon from Abracadabra that Abracadabra leaves behind and then gets reprogrammed. Um, I don't think just, we're ever going to really know what the is. Yeah,
0: no, it, it just is. seems like the first half of this season has a big disconnect to it because of this reveal, because... I
1: think... I think like, it's because they changed it.
0: Yeah, I really I think so. do. Like, why? Why alchemy? Why the philosopher's stone? Uh, I think we said last week. Like, why okay. Rival? Why do we need Rival?
2: Okay, the Brahmastra, known colloquially as the philosopher's stone, is an ancient stone in Hindu mythology believed to be responsible for the creation of the first metahumans. At one point, right. in time but Where did Sav- it come from? Where did it? No. Okay. So, what's the existed is. before? Before Savitar. But if no, we had, but,
0: the, but if the particle accelerator was responsible for like you know the metahuman wave, then like what the fuck was a phosphor stone?
1: Here's the thing: whatever the phosphor stone is, it was made by Savitar. That's that's in this continuity. Yeah, that's, that has to be thing. That it has to have been made by him, or it has to be something that he, um, what's the word that he uh, that. It wasn't his originally, but he is taken and he's made his, but still, he's taken ownership of. It's something that belonged to somebody else that he adapted for his own uses. Um, and he put it there, knowing what would happen in the future. Uh, knowing that he would lead to his own birth. If that makes any sense. He knows that he's going to be trapped back in the Speed Force again. He knows that he was released from the Speed Force. Uh, all of the wibbly wobbliness. That's the um, problem. I
0: think there's this has come up with a lot of stuff that, like, like you said, the paradox thing. Like, there's too much. There's too many things that deliberately or not deli- directly contradict the other thing. Yeah, it's very. It's not. It's not concrete. I think that's my biggest problem with it. It's just. It's so.
1: Oh yeah, and it again, we all, were, we're all
0: like, we were all like, oh, it's Ronnie. Because I'm pretty sure we all wanted to be Ronnie because we didn't want to be Barry. That's lame. I, but uh, I feel yeah, like I... we, sh- we should have been smarter because, like, they've been telling us this whole season.
1: I Because it was, at one point, it was Julian. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. It was Julian at one point. Um, and what happened is, the Barry Allen from the future thing that they brought back in this episode, um, that was originally literally just supposed to be it at that crossover. That was the end of that. That was a setup for the crossover. It would play out in the crossover, and it had no bearing on the rest of the season. Um, it was just... Barry knowing what would happen in the crossover, so he had to put it in place because he knew that in the future he would do it. It's another paradox.
2: This is all pl- playing out in the worst way. It, that's, yeah,
0: that's, uh, we've, we have talked up and down about the execution of this entire Savitar run, and it's
1: just, it's it's really bad. sloppy. It's really it's r- sloppy. It feels like something that they had to... That they had to change and I've heard the now.
0: Okay, is the impending? When's this writer's strike coming up, or has it already happened? I know it's. I, it's come-
1: they deferred it for three years, so we don't have to worry about it for a little while.
0: Okay, because if it was if it was coming, I was like, is, was the rumblings of a writer's strike like? Did it affect things? Like, was this one of them?
2: I really no missed, this... because that would make so much sense. It no, I,
0: it's it's why you watch like movies like Transformers. You're like, this movie switched halfway through Or the second I, movie. I, um,
1: I have a th- I have a theory that. What happens is there are really three guys who are really like at the top of all this. It's Berlanti, Kreisberg, and Guggenheim. There are other guys, obviously, but no, those no, no, Guggenheim three, isn't
2: involved in Flash.
1: Yeah, it says that. That doesn't mean that that's what it actually is. Okay, those wait—are you, wait, are you three, talking about the
2: gatekeepers of the Bible? Yeah, those are
1: the th- those are the three guys who are in charge of this whole universe. Um, then you have Ali Adler who runs Supergirl. Uh, Kreisberg really focuses on Flash. Guggenheim really, really focuses on Arrow, and all, and then Kreisberg, Berlanti, and Guggenheim all focus on Legends.
2: Also, Sarah Shuker.
1: Yeah, she's in there also. No, um, for Arrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. She's Arrow and Riverdale. It's that, a giant writer's room. They There are a couple of people that are staff writers for each individual show, but there is a giant writer's room where they plot out all these shows. That's how they're able to get the crossovers to work. Um, but they know what they're doing ahead of time for each of these shows, and they have to at this point. I think what happens is that there's always one show that gets left hanging. Uh, and it's just how it is. It's just the nature of having to write. I think
0: last year it was legends. Hours and it of... seems like they switched.
1: Yeah, enough,
0: enough pieces around, and legends got a big boost, and Flash is the one that suffered.
1: I, I think Legends is just first season problems, like figuring out the show. Yeah, Arrow. Not,
0: yeah, not finding its voice until season, like until season two.
1: Arrow was really the one that was left hanging because it was the first time that they were doing. Three shows at the same time because Supergirl was really on its own for its first season. Mm-hmm. Berlanti had a hand in it, but it wasn't the same as it is now. Now it's all in the same place. They're all working together. They are all they all know what they're doing way ahead of time. Um, I'm kind of worried now about Black Lightning. Yeah, because Which
2: show is, at- is going to be impacted by that? I feel like... I feel
1: like they know that Supergirl has to be better next season, and I think it will be. Supergirl has
0: been like it's
1: it's been kind of up and down. It is very spotty. And I think that they know that, and I think they're going to make a big push towards fixing it. I think, and this is why I'm probably going to skip Flash next year, um, I don't think they're going to put in the effort to fix Flash for another year. Um, I think Arrow is going to ride on the good hype of this season, whether that means next season is bad or good or mediocre you know, whatever, but I think it's just going to ride on the good vibes of this. I'm um, still going to
0: watch Flash next season because it's still my favorite show on TV right now and I still think bad <laughs> Flash is better than most of what I see on TV. That's uh, true. But, that's... like, you're, I understand your philosophy at this point because it's like...
2: We're looking at you, WWE Raw. What's well, an upside-down I, M. The,
1: I've been here before. It was called Arrow. There was a bad season of Arrow in Arrow Season 3, and I stuck around for another season, and it's the biggest mistake I've ever made. Um, Ever. Uh, Seriously. And then I came back for the next season after that, and it was good. So my philosophy here is, well, if I wait for next Flash season to end, and it's bad... I assume that they'll know that they've messed up and that wait they will come back.
0: They, fix it. Wait to see if they face first before you get you know tricked again.
1: Yeah, because I'm not doing it. It, it. If I know it's bad for a season, I'm gonna let it let it simmer on its and own. I
0: I understand a lot of people's fatigue with it because like it's basically if you take out some key phrases and names, it's the same twist three times in a row. Oh yeah it's a villainous speedster who's revealed to be someone they trust. And In the second season, it's a villainous speedster who turns out to be someone they trust. And In this season, it's the ultimate version of it's a villainous speedster who turns out to be the ultimate person they trust.
1: Yeah. It's real bad.
0: And they did it I don't, twice. I, we, we don't need a... Re, like, and they did, they did two reveals this season. They did Alchemy and then Savitar. Like, you guys... yeah. Stop it. Stop with the reveals. Like, and yeah. it's, it, Arrow's guilty of it, too. I think Arrow... Well, except for Dark. But Arrow <laughs> loves to throw a spooky guy under a hood and then, you know, wait to the... Middle range yeah. to you who it is, and you can uh, do
1: reveals. You just got to do them well. Um, there was a there was a Slade reveal midway through season two. You weren't sure if Slade was going to be the big bad of that whole season, but when it happened, it was like, ah, oh, it's on now. Yeah, because they had um, Solomon
2: and, Grundy, they had uh, Brother Blood.
1: Yeah, and it was like. Oh shit, where is this going? I had no clue that they were even doing that. So this so they can do it right. It's just that like this season really has me down. I mean like I think Legends is going to be like brilliant next season. I don't see how they don't again ride the vibes of this season and just continue making a good show. I would like us to have a year though where like Everything's in kind of equilibrium. Maybe we have one show that is down, like, you know, way worse than the others and not really up, but this season has been like, oh, Arrow and Legends have been great. Like, perfect. Uh, Arrow, most improved. Legends uh, finally found its footing as a show. Supergirl, up and down, back and forth. Flash, a continual, like, slope into mediocrity to into terrible but still somehow being the flash some and I don't understand how I can, yeah I still have fun with it but it's not good. It's- well yeah cuz the,
0: the the thing with flash and I think we should talk about this you know the actual episode in a minute but um cuz this all comes together here the individual pieces that make up the flash when even by themselves are usually great. Yeah like when they like Everyone separately is fantastic, Joe Cisco. Um I'm really starting to get into the Killer Frost thing because they finally showed some like some depth to it other than her just being you know, oh. having gone completely off the deep end, like it triggered like she can be triggered to come back, which they kinda lead you to think it's impossible. And then the elevator scene where her eyes go back to being normal, I was like, Yes, this will have actual closure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I,
0: I... I don't I don't want that character to die. It's that would be awful. That would be a massive I, I... blow to the chemistry of that show.
1: Most well Mostly because I'm not, I'm not super into Tracy yet. I like her a lot, um, but they're really like setting her up so that she could be a Caitlyn replacement. That said, I think she'd actually be a great Caitlyn replacement um, because I think Flash, and they're more guilty of this than anybody, of having characters who are tertiary or secondary who don't get to do much. Um, Iris it- is. Had this a lot Um, always since season
0: one. Iris is basically an accessory at this
1: point. Um, Yeah, she she vacillates between being completely unimportant and integral to the plot, Um, and they don't really know how to sort of stay in the middle. And Caitlin has kind of the same problem. Um, Yeah, she's charming and she's great for Cisco to bounce off of. But when you're in Star Labs and those two are in a scene, you're looking at Cisco. you're locked on to whatever Cisco is doing because uh, he I can't remember his, I can't remember actors' names, but he is electric in every scene that he's in, uh, even when he is emo Cisco Carlos Valdez I, yeah Car- Carlos is just in it, and she just sometimes does not get enough to do um who Pat Baker. Yeah so I do like her getting getting more. and I mean they
0: didn't they didn't season. figure out a role for HR until halfway through his you know initial appearance where he I, becomes yeah. this kind of this, this, this team counselor it seems because he kind of always he finds people by themselves like when they're kind of off Moping he comes in and drops them some uh, some advice. Uh, he,
1: he's kind of like a high school art teacher. Yes. Um, who's a, a total dork but also really cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: also has probably the biggest heart on the team and is unflappable in not giving up on people.
1: Yep. I also but he's like also him really, Crazy
0: being extremely weird and nerdy together and awkward.
1: Yeah, I like that stuff, too. I really like their relationship. Um, and it's nice to see two, like, not middle-aged, but two adults on screen having a romance and a, effectively a teen show. Um, that's something you don't really get that often. Um I also I like uh, the is... whole
2: HR being what Thawne was to be- hey, what HR was is to uh, Wally what Thawne was to Barry. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very sweet and I, I like it a lot too. It's, and, uh, yeah, it Joe, really
0: works. Joe and Cecilia work. Um, mm-hmm. I did the some of the Barry stuff where him having amnesia was kind of entertaining, but I'm also yeah. I. I we said it last week that anytime there's an episode where Barry loses his powers, the, the, the episode immediately loses steam. Thankfully, they, they fixed it quickly enough to the point where you weren't having to sit through like two episodes of powerless Barry again.
2: Uh, yeah, you mean that was season season one with the, with uh, Gerder? Where yeah, Thawne. No, yeah.
0: The, the two the two episodes back to back in season two were were very bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, you I mean, uh, after the whole thing with Zoom.
0: Yeah, after Zoom takes his speed. Uh, this was a little better, and this was kind of humorous. The, the court scene was entertaining, if not a little silly, because then
2: oh, with just, the whole drill,
0: just, Barry Barry goofed so hard and he just let a known arsonist free. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, who's al- who also
0: let's let's throw Heatmonger in the same category as Shade as a completely disposable, really stupid villain.
2: I'm glad Yeah, me- I'm but Nick got a
1: reference. I-, I liked I liked what they did with him. He wasn't just, like... He is a total goon, and they play him like one, which is fine. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I love that he's, like, he's B-level Mick, which is the best thing ever. Um, yeah, I like him. Um, also, so... And I'm yeah. also...
2: Wally has grown to me a lot.
1: Yeah. Something, this episode is just charming. And One thing I, that I, I, the,
2: I loved about this episode was something that they actually say in the episode. He's... Which is... He's... Barry is actually happy. He's not weighed down by the... By the... By anything. He's... he's, Yeah. He's... He's not weighed down by his parent The death of his parents.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, here's the thing. So, as much as that's a positive in this episode, it also speaks to a larger problem with this whole season. Barry should not be this glum and brooding. Because that's... That's not what I think of
0: Barry oh, as. Like spiders have been. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're cut off there for a second.
1: Uh, no, you know, I was basically done. Like, but yeah, like, I get it. For the first season, making him brooding and making him kind of emo made sense because you're telling his origin story with his greatest villain. You're doing Batman 1989. Um, completely. You're doing that and. Batman 1989 works because he's very emo because he's still thinking about the death of his parents. And that's why it works and that's why even though is as a the fan... The death of his
2: parents by the Joker.
1: Right, yes. Even though as a fan that reveal is really, really, really terrible. Really stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, from a story point of view as somebody with no connection to the comic books it kind of works. Um...
0: I was going to say I think and on this topic of Barry being so glum like one it, it'll wear out like petty Cisco did and two I think killing his dad was kind of detrimental to his to Barry's character because yeah like kind of dudes, like Barry's life sucked pretty bad. I mean like you know flashed up aside like Barry's childhood is is terrible. Um yeah. But he came out of it like you know he came out of it great despite it. Um and then to kill his dad it was just mean.
1: Yeah, it does kind of go back to season 2 and I think they had a plan in mind and they didn't they didn't quite do that plan in a way that was interesting. Um like I mean, we've said it before, they should have spent a half a season in flashpoint. They just Yes. They they should have done that. It boggles the mind that they didn't do that. Um
0: It would have hurt more when he had to leave.
1: Yep. Like, it should have started, like, immediately after he got, after he gets there. And he spends time with his family.
0: Especially, especially for a season with so much filler. Because there's a lot of yeah. episodes, just like, the monster episode we, we mentioned before. It's completely and utterly disposable until it lasts, like, five minutes. Yeah, and... Nothing I, happens.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think the problem is, because it is the CW, and the CW is, like, built on Monster of the Week... Or a problem of the week. I think that they just can't get away from that story structure. Um, And they need to. Like they need to. Pivot more towards. A plot that runs throughout 12 episodes. And occasionally there are other side characters who cause problems. Rather than this episode is this villain. This episode is a giant monster. This episode is blah 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 blah. This is the shade. This is. You know, X characters, here's Mirror Master's episode, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Instead of doing that, which I understand why they have to do it, because, again, it's like it's in the DNA of the show at this point. Yeah. They need to move away from it because it's only hurting the seasons as a whole because they clearly passed the Barry dealing with his mom's death. Past that, they don't know what to do anymore. They just don't understand how to write the show anymore. Uh, and they need to figure out what to do in a world where you can't just revisit that every other episode.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I want to get to it before we finish talking about it. Uh, the gag between Wally and Barry was oh, probably yeah. one We're of the brothers. best jokes I've Works ever seen skin? Wally Dude, cringes. That was so fucking funny.
1: That was really good. <laughs>
0: Just because it's it's, it's uh, how we know each other. We're brothers. Suddenly looks down at skin, and then Wally just makes this face. He's like,
1: "There are so many jokes in this episode that I'm like, oh, I remember this. This is like season one flash when there were like really like funny jokes that would come up uh, that were really like good. <laughs> like finding out Barry <laughs> finding out Barry was a total weeb. Um, that 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 just made complete sense. One hundred percent." Uh, stuff oh, he's, like he, that. He's a closet Dragon Ball Z fan, and like <laughs> when he shows the picture of himself in high school, and he's like, "How would you allow that to happen? That's a crime again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his clothes and his hair, hair. Um, and like,
0: and it's, it, this goes back to what he said. Like, even when Flash is being bad, it's still pretty good because it's it's this stuff managed to stay above the waters with all the saboteur nonsense going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's because the parts. And not the whole are really good. I mean,
0: also, last, man, poor Julian.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like again in the version of this show where he was Avatar. <laughs> um, in that version of the show, I'm sure he had a lot to do and uh, an arc that actually made sense. But in this version, he's kind of just like he's just there. I'm uh, very,
0: I'm very tickled the fact that Julian's path has been this. He was... He discovered Savitar, and then Savitar basically made him join his cause. Savitar's Mm -hmm. Barry. And then the present day, Barry recruits Julian and then has him basically just do the same thing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Julian's entire life
0: has been working alongside one version of Barry Allen or
1: the other. Yep. Oh, God, wow. (laughs)
0: Which is funny because it's it's his initial disdain for him is kind of all the more entertaining to me now. Uh, especially, I think if you told him, like,
1: you know, Julian, you've been uh, you've been
0: you've been working with Barry a lot longer than you think.
1: I mean, you could even you could even um, twist it as well. It's because future Barry was making him hate him. <laughs> he, yeah. he was he was getting back at past himself or the present Barry. God damn it!
0: I think, we can, so- from, I think we can move on from I can move on from Flash with have- yeah.
1: I don't think there's anything more to discuss. Um yeah. Yeah. I did
0: say it was going to be the most conversation heavy, but we can go right into Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, uh Mon-El's, Mon-El's mother is uh
2: she's she's a gray villain. villain.
1: Yeah. Pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty terrifying. Um uh old girl knows how to act. Um That's Terry Hatcher,
2: right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, it took me yeah. a second I'm like it just it she she
0: looks younger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Like she's she still got it. Um which is saying something because she impressed me in this episode. She impressed me a lot and it made uh the moments when Chris Cooper, I want to say, when he had to be serious really really hilarious because he's not he's not the greatest dramatic yeah. actor. Uh I out, right? Yeah. I don't, Chris I don't Wood. know his name. Chris Wood. Yeah, Chris Wood. Great comedic actor. I he, mean, had, he,
0: he had my favorite line of the episode where he points the gunner and he's like, yeah, you know, we're not bulletproof, right?
1: Yeah, that was a really good line. Um, uh, really the good. one
0: thing, the one thing that it's bottom of my rankings this week only because I think the Jimmy Olsen stuff was insufferable.
1: I don't know. I really I, hated it. One, I did. Th- my love on it. Guardian have been. Oh god, I hated it. Sometimes. I like that it wasn't him as the Guardian. Like, I, I like that it was. I got immediately from the opening episode. Okay, of it, okay. Let me, they're let me, trying let me, to kill let, Guardian. Let me,
0: let me clarify. The first few sequences with Jimmy, I found intolerable. Everything else, I was okay with. Yeah,
1: I I, I I thought it redeemed it in the later part where they basically established. Oh, he's not Guardian anymore. He's done being Guardian. That's so great I was...
0: because I despise Guardian and I think he yeah.
1: sucks. Yeah, the the they effectively killed off Guardian as a concept for Jimmy. So I was fine with it because you can't just have him suddenly be like, Oh, I'm not Guardian anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to be Guardian anymore. You need to you need to set it up and establish why he wants to stop being Guardian.
2: Um so So what yeah. so what'd you Joker all think of that Batman Joker. reference? No. Huh? Oh, I missed it. It's Superman's other friend, and Wynn says, well, they're more frenemies. Yeah, that ah, was...
1: That was yeah. Okay.
0: I also want to make something junked out of me It usually doesn't in these shows. Um, during the initial, like, big psychic attack outside, mm-hmm. uh, she lifts this dude up and throws him to, like, a fruit stand, Yeah, and it's, like, the gnarliest stunt I've ever seen done on all four of these shows. Yeah. That dude ate shit through, like, a big <laughs> wooden structure. And it's like it's not a dummy. It's a dude. And, like, he gets tossed through this fucking yeah. thing. Like, it's a fucking Jackie Chan movie. And I was like, oh, my God, that was awesome.
1: That's a Canadian stuntman for really you.
0: cool practical stunt. Yeah.
1: In Canada, they, they go balls out. Yeah. <laughs> In Canada, we use real axes. We don't use plastic ones um yeah that's a yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff like that um i i don't know like i really like this episode overall um like i guess the more i think about it the dumber i think it is kind of but i think there's so many good parts of it um that i really like and i had to have pointed out to me, Supergirl really isn't in the episode that much. No, she isn't. Um, it's everybody else. Yeah, and I guess that's part of what I liked about it because we kind of got to focus on character development. That's why that
0: Legion episode was so good when they when they had the Legends take a back seat and put the spotlight on the villains and, like, you you cowed yeah. around with a bunch of bad guys for 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Um, I liked Lena's development. um, with- I
0: just now remembered or discovered that the actress who plays Lena is the same woman who was killed horribly in Jurassic World.
2: Yep. Oh yeah. Totally. She was, she was also on Merlin.
0: Yeah, yeah, I looked up her. I-, I looked her up today for some reason because I just. I think I was watching the show. I was Like, where? Is- what else has she done? Because I like her a lot. Yeah. Also, I was like, what is that accent that keeps slipping through? Because it was bugging the shit at me. I'm like, oh, she's Irish. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. There's a couple little things. I. I wasn't a fan of the beginning when they're talking about the Backstreet Boys. Um, that that rang a little hollow to me. Um, and the, the Tumblr speech and all that was kind of like, eh. But I do like that they're really focusing on her and Kara's character development. I, I think I brought it up last episode of the episode before. It's a little late. Uh, they could have done this earlier in the season. But I, I like that they're really focusing on that and setting her up to be the villain in season 3 because they're 100% doing that
2: no, or not. season
1: 4. Yeah, they are. Fight That's... me. Um okay, they're... let's do it. She's she's going to turn Chris bad. out, man. By the end of this show, Lena turns bad. Okay? It's not even like a question of whether she turns bad. She turns bad.
0: No, she's going to because she's clearly this shows she's this shows Luther equivalent in both name yeah. and purpose.
1: Lex is going to show up next season, and he's going to bring her into the dark side of things. Okay, he's going to be like a corrupting force, and that season will be about her uh, or about Lex and Supergirl fighting over Lena, and both of them trying to drag her more towards their side. That's what it's going to be. So and by the end test- of the season, it's going to be a reverse test, Mercer. Yes, 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 it will. And by the end of the season, um, I guarantee Lex is one. She's not the main villain in season four, but she spends all of season four setting up how she will try to take down Supergirl in season five by continuing to pretend to be friends with each other. I guarantee it. It's not even a question for me as to whether or not she's going to turn evil because what are they doing? They're just copying Smallville verbatim, which I'm fine with.
2: Uh, Smallville because Smallville, was, it was a good good show. Yeah,
1: yeah they did it well, um, For the especially for the time that they were doing it. Um, still the best Superman adaptation in the last 20 years, I would say. Um, so, yeah, I'm fine with it. It's just like this whole – there's some people who are denying that she's going to turn evil. No, she – moved a piece on a chess board. That's the most like obvious, oh, this character's going to be bad, because evil people play chess, as we all know. Um, yes, that's just all a of fact. them. Yeah, like real-life serial killers. <laughs> that's their favorite thing, uh, to play chess, because they see themselves as being in a chess game against the rest of the world. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like the development stuff. I don't know. We kind of went on a tangent there. Um, this did. episode's good. I like the ending. <laughs>
0: I was just say the ending. This this episode's kind of all ending is the ending is pretty loaded.
1: Yeah, it's like okay, this this is gonna be a big invasion. Lots yeah, I, wasn't, of I wasn't Expecting
0: the invasion force, so I was like, oh okay, going out big.
1: Mm-hmm. Big old invasion. Um, looks like Cat's coming back. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, she's I mean, got you know. to fix her
2: fucking building.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that kid, that kid wrecked the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's gotta Look- pay
2: get insurance kids,
1: that species that species when that energy that anon ion stuff is going out like they are they are powerful um when that is happening, like ooh, that's a good use of a species' weaknesses against them or whatever, yeah, that was interesting um I like the way that they work
0: is. Zod coming in next week. No, that's. Two I feel weeks. like it's
1: the yeah. He's coming in like in the, in the finale. Okay. Like I, I think what if I had to guess what happens is Supergirl unites with not Argus. Um, what are they called? The bad the, they were bad guys early in this season. Cadmus. Um, Cadmus. I she joins with Cadmus. They like <clears throat> join up to defeat. I cannot remember her name, but Mario's right, yeah. mom. Yeah, and Rhea, at the last minute she opens the Phantom Zone and Zod comes out. Um, like he's her last minute. Okay, I'm losing. Time to change the change the game a little bit. Um, he's her failsafe. Yeah, he's her failsafe. I like that because it, it's Zod, uh, the most, the greatest general in Kryptonian history. Depending on which version, also it
0: is. it's a villain with some with some actual credibility behind him. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's fucking Zod. He's scary. I
2: hope yeah. it's more. Uh, if he shows up and he's played by fucking Sam Witwer, I will n- I will fucking kill myself. No, he's already I mean, cast. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We already know who he is. He's, also, why would you be mad about Sam Witwer? That doesn't yeah. make. He was part sense. of the worst
2: season. He's responsible for the worst parts of Smallville. I yeah, mean, but Sam Whit was a really
0: good actor who's not used properly enough.
1: Yeah, he's the only show that ever really, the only time he's ever been used well was the show being Human. Like that's it. He doesn't get his due except for in voice roles. Because
2: um, yeah, I, I mean,
0: that poor guy even got shafted with Star Wars. Like they, that second game is terrible.
1: Yeah. <sighs>
2: But, did you, did uh, you guys know that Commander Cody was in that game?
1: Yeah, I think I did. I think I knew that.
2: But and, all, and, all and I, who cares? That's not canon anymore. I, all I know is I've
1: heard a lot of clips of him in Rebels, and he's he's impressive. Um, Who's he playing so, Rebels? Emperor? He plays Emperor, and he plays Maul.
2: He can't be playing Maul. That's a whole different... No, he's playing Maul. Then he's Maul. Damn, then, his voice, he really did, he really went deep with his voice.
1: Yeah. He plays, and I I remember seeing, like, a panel with him. He's like, I've gotten to play Maul as, like, a young man or youngish man all the way to an old man. Um, So, yeah, he's he's a talented guy. Um, Very talented. I, I was not aware of that until... I saw interviews with him. So uh,
0: yeah, but no, Zod's already been cast. He's uh, he's
1: like a Canadian guy.
0: Do we have a yeah. name?
2: Like an I Wait, think bit, bit, bit,
0: him? Bit,
2: Hang on, I have it popping up right now. Oh, uh, uh listeners of Phantom Zone, uh, tune in. St- are, if you're wondering what the next video game hour is going to be. I'm gonna give you three letters, D, L, C, baby. (laughs)
1: Nice,
0: nice mid-show
1: plug for something else. (laughs) Well, it's giving you some time to find it. I was vamping. Yeah, Yeah,
0: you were. Good Um, job. Okay, Uh, Mark Gibbon.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he was in Man of Steel and a few episodes of
0: Smallville. Uh... The name sounds familiar, but I have have no idea what the fuck that is. Yeah,
1: he's he's a Canadian boy. He he does. Canada stuff. You've probably seen him in Oh, he's in Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, who was he in Chronicles of Riddick? He might have just been a guy who got ganked by Riddick though. So he might not be anything. I still haven't just, seen that movie. You need to see it. <laughs> it's
2: I not know. Bad. I just I'm low on fun. Watch the watch the director's cut. It's
1: fantastic. It is it is a goofy as fuck movie, but it works. Yeah, um,
0: it's super. It's it's like it's weird because I mean this is many tangible going on because Pitch Black is basically Alien, and then mm-hmm. they just skip the Aliens and Alien Three route and go full on Star Wars. Yeah, it's it just becomes it's it's becomes a space opera. <laughs> um, it, God,
1: it gets real weird. Like uh, a dude a dude reaches into another dude's chest and pulls his soul and out, steals his soul. And that's how he kills him. And the main and I, villain
0: can teleport with his soul and like hop around the room.
1: Yes, it's okay. super, he's
0: it,
2: Essentially, he's
1: essentially Ibaratan.
0: So <laughs> weird and cool and awesome.
2: Okay, I'm looking yeah. at a picture of Mark Gibbon from when he was on Stargate SG One. Okay, he's. They're going for a uh, Man of Steel, right? They're going I don't yeah. know
0: why you wouldn't because that's Man of Steel Zod is arguably way better than the Terrence uh
1: Terrence stamp? Yeah. Oh, okay, I know who this is. This is so Connor, this is the guy that Riddick takes out with just a knife. Who has oh, a- the,
0: the one axes. who has a knife the one who takes the one who kills uh uh damn it, his the survivor from pitch black. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls a knife out of him and just like destroys him in like two seconds. Yeah. Okay, I know exactly who that is. It's the big. He's a big dude then, because that, that's yeah. he's, he's a very
1: like, large man. He just he's like take him, and then he goes up the stairs, and yeah, Rick just takes him with. He has this like small, like not even a carving knife. It's like it, a. Lo- it looks like knife. a
0: pocket. It looks like a pocket knife, and he t- totally kills the shit of this guy with it.
1: But there's like, Alan, I'm serious. You need to see this. There's a. He says in the movie, "You, I'm gonna to- kill you with a teacup." And then he does. He
0: <laughs> kills a man with a tea. No, it, did he say soup cup or teacup?
1: It's a, tea- I'm gonna it's a teacup. I'm going to kill you with my
0: teacup. He puts, someone's like, what are you going to do? Kill me with your teacup? He's like, yes. And he puts it down and he goes, I'm going to kill you with my teacup. And then like, the dude goes to advance on him. Riddick crushes the teacup so it's it's jagged. And then he jabs into the guy's chest and he just drops dead. <laughs>
1: It's the greatest thing Riddick, ever.
0: Riddick also vertical suplexes somebody onto a rock and breaks their back.
1: The movie is absurd. It's, it's Ben Diesel it's doing everything so Ben Diesel awesome. wants to
2: do. Okay, like, I'm looking at a mar- picture of quote-unquote Mark Gibbon, but this looks a lot like Nick Zano. Yeah. He's a very
1: generic-looking white guy, which is yeah. Doesn't think nothing
0: really special about his his look. He's just a big dude. uh okay. So Supergirl. We done with Supergirl? Because I don't think we have anything else. To say yeah, about.
1: I think we. Yeah, we can go to news because these shows they were all fine this week. So there's not really much to talk about.
0: Yeah, all the talking points have basically been hit.
1: Yeah, I um, don't remember
0: what you, your news points were.
1: Uh, um, was... yeah, the big one this week, I guess, is. Probably, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's Hellboy. Um,
2: Hellboy is coming back without your uh, without your favorite people.
0: I mean, okay, I understand that sentiment, and we talked about the. Me and Erlen and Ed had a conversation about this on Facebook. Um, I don't think the idea of a reboot is bothering people. I think it's the idea of like letting go that familiarity that we had with yeah Tomoro and Perlman like, it's... and like and Jones. Yeah, it's, it's it's Yeah. It's the Ghostbusters thing like you said. It's it's like like if it's happening now, it's not we're not that far removed from Hellboy 2. Like we're a lot less far removed from Hellboy 2 than we we're Ghostbusters 3.
2: Hellboy 2 technically came out like 10 years ago. Yeah,
1: it did. But,
0: comparatively speaking, I mean.
1: But well my, my Ghostbusters it's... thing was more an importance thing. Like to me, yeah. To me, Hellboy is Ghostbusters, but it's also um,
0: it's also like the lamenting of like, well, we could have had this. Like, why didn't this just happen? Yeah, it's frustration. Yeah, it's true.
1: yeah, I mean, like, I don't understand. Everybody, everybody
0: involved in this is fucking fantastic. David Harbour's great. Um, yeah. and Neil Marshall, shit.
1: Yeah, it, like if I didn't have such a visceral attachment to the original, I would be all for this. Like if this if this was um. Also,
0: this, was this is like this is gonna be Ray Lar. Neil Marshall directed The Descent and yeah. Dog Soldiers, two of my favorite Rated R-, R movies.
2: Didn't, oh, yeah. hasn't Neil Marshall directed didn't he direct um episodes two oh nine he did the uh, Game, of Game of he Thrones? He did
0: Blackwater and The Watchers on the Wall. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. directed some of their most notable episodes.
2: His okay, his
1: street cred for this movie could not be higher.
0: He's directed that, episodes for Westworld, Hannibal, Constantine, Black Sails.
1: He directed Doomsday. Uh, yeah. He's, like, he, he's got the cred. It's just, like, there could be no more perfect director than this other than Guillermo del Toro.
0: Dog Soldiers is an all-prosthetic, uh, all-practical werewolf movie. Yeah. So the dude understands, like, you know, monster-making
1: yeah and he'll get my favorite thing about the other hellboy movies, which is two monsters fighting each other. He'll nail that yep. perfectly. it's just like uh, like i under- i com- i said this on facebook. I completely understand everybody who was really pissed about the new ghostbusters movie purely because it was ghostbusters,
0: yeah not because it was filled with girls because it's it's we Ghostbusters is very sacred to a lot of people and when you go and decide to kind of deliberately go against the grain yeah just with the idea of a remake i think a remake of any form of ghostbusters would have been met with some kind of visceral, like negative reaction because it's
1: ghostbusters it's sacred yeah
2: yeah they they could oh, have done uh, you forgot the title of how this hellboy movie yeah um, the,
1: the title is, is Rise of
2: the Blood Queen
1: uh, which tells me vampires um that's what i assume from that cool.
2: Which again, like okay, fine. And the guy playing uh, David Harbor was on Stranger he's, Things. Yeah, he, he's
0: awesome. Just 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 say Stranger Things, because that's all people yeah. need to go off of. Like it's Hopper, uh, and he was I, he's one of the best parts of that show.
2: He was also, I do think he's in, he was in a sub sub good movie, uh, Bond movie. He was in. He was also in Suicide Squad. He's in Quantum Solace. Yeah, yeah that was also in Black. Pano. He's. He's, he's been yeah, he's doing good. a lot of
1: stuff. There's nothing wrong with David Harbour. In fact, like here's the thing. If this announcement had come out and it wasn't David Harbour and it was just Ron Perlman coming back, but they were doing a new creative team, that's actually what I would have preferred. I would have preferred Hellboy be kind of like James Bond. Where any director can take the job, any director can come on and change things, and change the continuity, change the style, but it's still part of the same franchise.
2: That's okay, I should have said what this. I would have liked. What the uh, fuck is with comic book adaptations taking people, taking guys from Banshee? He was on Banshee! I mean, David Harbour was on Banshee? He played. He was on in uh 2015 and uh, last year. He, he was in two episodes.
1: Oh, yeah, he got killed off really. Robert easy. Dalton. Was like, a, like, they they set him up, and you're like, oh, is this guy going to be, like, a big bad? And he's like, he gets killed, like, in a really uninteresting way. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are, there, are villain, there are villains that get better deaths than him. Like, this is, isn't a spoiler necessarily, but there's a episode with this gangster guy who's, like, really fat, and he's so fat that he has to be driven around on a... Uh, semi-truck uh, in, like, a custom car that... Oh, God. <laughs> it, look, it looks like... It looks like a normal, like, semi-truck for, like, carrying food and stuff, but it has, like, an office inside. Um, so, his death in in his final episode, uh, the main character, uh, he knocks him down, and then he stick and then he opens this, like, hatch that they, like, throw, like, people to the they want to kill into. He opens it up and he put he lifts him up by his legs and he just, you just then you cut to the back of the car and you just see him like getting <laughs> scraped by the road and he's just like peeling off like oh god it. <laughs> and it's just like you see that for minutes you just see blood like a giant stream of blood like a like a snail behind the <laughs> back of the truck. It's the most gruesome thing. What a
0: what a disgusting TV. metaphor for that.
1: It's so I, I that's why I love Banshee. <laughs> because I've lost i now the, lost
2: all interest in watching it after because I would that would mostly that would terrify me if I saw it.
1: No, the way that it's done is so DTV <laughs> like <was it>, Like <laughs> hey, wait, is it very schlocky? It's very schlocky. Okay, then I'm like it. There's there's so many things that happen in that show that are absolutely batshit insane.
0: I think uh, uh for practice news. Um, I'm honestly surprised we're getting a. They're anyone's revisiting Hellboy because it just seemed like Hollywood just gave up on this series. I guess I like uh, how we're getting a we're getting a third Hellboy movie. Or we're getting our first Hellboy reboot before Spawn has gotten back off the ground.
1: Yeah, which is I think uh, it's I, really funny. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I Tom McFarland. Because like, you just pull, you, you keep like, everyone keeps running Tom McFarland, hey, when's this Spawn movie coming? He's like, any day now.
1: Yeah, this movie yeah. has a director, it has someone a, checks a their star, watch, and a script, apparently. Um, again, if I didn't have such a very uh, deep, meaningful connection to the first Hellboy, I would probably be all for this. Um, but yeah, when, the,
0: when the Thing remake was, not a remake, it's not a remake, it's a prequel. Prequel. It's, it's disguised, it's it's a remake disguised as a prequel because um, it follows the same movie beat for beat. Yeah, uh, I was very apprehensive when that was coming out because I'm like, "How do you get it? Don't don't fuck with my thing." And then I saw it, I was like, "You fucked with it."
2: It's also yeah. uh, also it's rated R. Yeah, sure.
0: Okay, we that should be expected. We we talked about this. Like, yeah. this, this wave is going to come, and we're going to see what works and what doesn't, and see and, I, and we're going to yeah. see who learned the lessons right
1: and who didn't. And it, it makes sense for Hellboy, for Hellboy, that makes sense, especially if they're going to lean on the horror element. Um, again, like they're doing things that I would like if Hellboy, again, I keep saying it because it's just so true. If I didn't have this very strong connection to that character, if he wasn't like, he was my guy when I was a kid, like, fuck Batman, fuck Superman, Hellboy. Um, that, so for me, like, it's, deeply personal so i can't really like watch this or hear news about this and be objective about it because i'm i'm so in the bag um but if it's good and i hope it will be i'll probably love it but at this point i just can't not be a little angry about it um but you know no uh no shade thrown at the people working on it i'm sure that they're going to make something good I, I hope they do. Um, well, yeah,
0: it's, a, it's like a, it's a double edged sword because you're like, it's oh a Hellboy reboot, why? And it's like with David Harbor, Neil Marshall,
1: that's awesome, but why? <laughs> yeah. Then there was other news. There was a there's apparently a Dread TV show, which
2: I hear that I'm like, okay, yeah. I'd much rather have a, a sequel or another movie.
1: I, I, I would too, and uh,
2: if this, but again, this is also a, like like
0: Hellboy. This is it's. it's probably more so like hollywood quit on dread real fucking hard
1: yeah also they had, they they did it twice and yeah frying twice and they and
0: they the, the people the powers behind the second movie should really be ashamed of themselves because that movie's quality is fine it's, it's great but yeah. like the the promotion for it was ass the aftermath was just ass like it's just they just abandoned it
1: yeah they really left it out to dry and it it didn't help anybody in that movie At all. Um, And so I don't know if it's the same people. I couldn't tell if it was the same people based off what I read. But if it is or if it's anybody, I'm more excited for this. But even with that removed, uh, the concept of Dread is interesting enough for me to say, yeah, a TV show would work. And dread gets um,
0: weird. I think people know like dread from just like the salon and the, the the urban stuff. They just kind of know the the police shooty kind of part of it. But like, dread is fucking strange.
1: Yeah, it gets. Dread has like
0: what are the, what are the what are the um how the they called like the uh the death uh versions of the the
1: yeah the death judges
0: it, yeah the death judges
1: it, the it, dark you know, judges yeah
0: they're they're these fucking like chaos marine looking bullshit like uh. Dread-looking guys who are just... They're, like, basically just spirits or some shit.
1: Yeah. Or if you've ever seen the Judge Dread pinball machine, which, to this day, is the coolest pinball machine that's ever been made, fight me. Um, Anyone? Go ahead. I'll win. Uh, But it's (laughs) the greatest thing ever because Judge Death is in, like, the center of the pinball machine. um, And he looks fucking... And his design is
0: scary. Yeah. It, it's just it's it's
1: forty percent teeth and claws yeah but and if they get to that stuff that that definitely gets my attention I do feel like it's gonna be I feel like they're gonna go for the same tone as the movie um because that movie worked better I think the audience reaction to that movie is so cultish that not playing to that would be kind of dumb um, yeah. but I'm interested to see what they do. Like if they get the cast of the movie back, well then we know one hundred percent what they're doing. They're just doing like a sequel to the movie. Um which again I'm all for. Any kind they're not, of
0: they're not getting which, Carl Urban, no.
1: Yeah. They could definitely get a guy who looks like Carl Urban.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially if like you're gonna commit to, you know, barely ever showing his face.
1: Yeah. They could get they could give the right guy and they can but they can get that girl back. One hundred percent. She's so, not doing anything, um, and she could totally be the lead of a
2: show. Can, and I back, either, can I go back to something I wanted to say about Hellboy? Yeah, sure, go ahead. I have a I have, like you, like you, Arlen. I have a tie to that movie, emotional, emotion wise, and that is John Hurt. Yeah, I mean,
1: I have so many different emotional connections to John Hurt, and I. Here's the thing, because I get the feeling that this new one, uh, it's going to be more close to the comic book. I get that feeling a lot. Um, because Mike Mignola is a part of it, and because Gamo isn't a part of it, I don't like, think they're going gonna... to...
0: With Del Toro, like, Del Toro doesn't need a comic book to, like, kind of guide him along the way. Like, he's a he's a creative wacko. Like, he's going to come up with something interesting regardless.
1: Yeah, so yeah, all you so, need
0: to give him is like all you need to, all you need to give him is the elements from the book and like you know stuff he can use and he'll run wild with it.
1: So. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think we have to worry about them recasting Trevor Broom or anything like that. I hope not. I think that that would be that would be a way to get me like vigorously against your movie being made ever. Period. Like if they announce uh, any kind of casting, that's where I will become vehemently anti this movie. What if um, it's David Bradley? I don't care. I don't care who you cast. I don't care if it's Matt Smith and old age makeup. No. (laughs) I don't care if it's Peter Capaldi. I don't care who it is. Name a British actor. Do not recast Trevor Broom and don't kill him the way that he is killed in the first comic. He dies in the first comic. His role in Hellboy is not as big as it is in the movie. Just pretend Just say that that character died already. Do not cast him. If you want to cast him as, like, a ghost who comes back later in the show, sure. But do not cast him just to kill him off in the first episode of the first season of your show. Because I don't want to see it. We've seen that story already. Tell a new story. Um, And that's my thought on recasting Trevor Broom. Don't do it. Uh...
2: I I think I I, I would kind of like... If they if they did something more along the lines of uh, Incredible Hulk, yeah, where they brought they didn't do they didn't have they didn't do an origin story they threw you yeah. right in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, it, they assume that if you've seen the first two Hellboy movies, you probably get the gist, and um, which is a safe thing to do. Um,
0: well, it's becoming kind of a I wouldn't say it's turning kind of a trend, but like they like, they broke the mold with like having a Batman. uh, Having a movie with Batman where, well, I don't know. We saw the Waynes get killed again. Never mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 How many how many times have we seen the Waynes get killed? Cut to a, a montage of 15 times. Isn't, um, a,
0: isn't there a YouTube supercut yes. of the Waynes getting
1: shot? There's a supercut, <laughs> but it needs to be updated because guess what? Since that supercut was made, the Waynes have died five more times. <laughs> that supercut was made four years ago. They die once per year. <laughs> um, yeah, and they they,
0: they can't not... Uh, from my understanding, like, they showed on Gotham a bunch. Like We saw it twice in Batman vs. Superman. We've seen uh, it in
1: every Arkham game. game. Yeah. Literally every at Arkham least, game.
0: At the very least, though, the Arkham games handle it very, uh, in a very interesting way.
1: Right. They do it differently every time, which is... Uh, admirable uh because like if it was just the exact same thing every single time that would get a little bit old um but still
2: okay uh, i just find out find out some more about the Hell- about-, about the hellboy uh m- yeah film uh, Larry Gordon and Lloyd Levin of Watchmen are producers yeah. who are producers on Watchmen and new re- and the first two hellboys
1: yeah here's the thing, M- but maybe I wasn't wrong w- with Mignol the James Bond.
2: He's going to co-write the script.
1: Yeah, which with, is fine.
2: With Andrew Cosby and Christopher Goldman.
1: Because he didn't he had no involvement with the script of the original movies. He just got a character credit. Because him and Gamma are like really good friends. Um and that's something that I would also need. Like I check Gamma's Twitter and I keep checking it. I just want a tweet from like Gamma saying good luck everyone, and that would be enough for me to be like, okay, I'm okay with this. If Gamo's okay with it, I'm okay
2: with it. Um,
1: but, and, and he seems
2: fine with it. And but, the, the... Andrew Cosby is the co-creator of uh, the sci-fi sh- series Eurega, which is yeah. great because I fucking love that show. Hmm. He's what also... And thing think with Cosby... And uh Golden. They're both they both well one's they've both done comics. Uh-huh. And in Golden's case, he's a novel he's also a novelist.
1: Yeah. Doing, like doing you got fantasy stuff.
2: Which is sort of Hellboy's domain.
1: Yeah, that bodes well. Yeah. And here's the thing, if we get into the movie and it is like a James Bond thing, it's just like they had to recast be because Ron Perlman... Ron Coleman uh,
2: is pretty old, guys.
1: Yeah, everybody listening. But you put him in him. that
2: makeup; he doesn't. He looks.
1: Yeah, but the problem is he's fifty. Uh, even though he doesn't look fifty, he still. Oh no, he's like sixty. He still moves like a sixty-year-old man.
0: Ah, uh, correction. He is sixty-seven.
1: Okay, oh, man. he is he almost moves. seventy. So he moves like a seventy-year-old man, and even though I'm sure he's in shape,
0: and the thing and... is, and you'd be a, you'd be Forgiven for thinking he's so young because he's looked fifty years old for the last thirty years. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. He
0: hasn't changed a, at all. He's looked exactly the same. He's gotten a little grayer, but like he look, he, Ron Perlman has been the same gigantic, like fucking chiseled out face uh, since he burst in the seat. Like he's right. looked the same.
1: Yeah. So he he probably moves like a sixty seven year old man, um, and I'm sure that that's a hard shoot. Uh, it's the know- same
0: reason. It's the same reason why Robert England won't. Well, you know, will not put the Freddy makeup back on because he's yeah. in his seventies and that shit sucks. It's hours sitting there, and he just doesn't want to do it. It's fine.
1: Yeah, so I, I do understand the recasting. And again, if it is that, like this is the same continuity. This is a continuation. We just can't do Gamel's thing where he just wants to finish it in three movies, which I've always thought was dumb. Don't finish it again. Make this Indiana Jones or James Bond. Do it for like fifteen movies. Um, because that character can work for that long. Um, and if that's what they're doing, that's even better. And I, I would love it if that turns out to be.
2: Did you guys uh, know that Proman played voice Clayface on Batman TAS? Yeah, he did a lot of, he did a lot of voices. Prumman
0: pops or, up in weird places. I think he, wasn't he the, the Fallout 3 voiceover?
2: Uh, Fallout uh, yeah. 1, yeah. 2, 3 tactics. Yeah, there we go, yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of voice work. He was also, he, I'm kind of... This is more a video game hour thing, but I'm no. I'll save it for when we got we eventually do that Fallout episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. Uh, um, yeah, I have nothing else to say
0: on
1: this. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything to say on dread. Uh, there was some X Men news, but it's kind of um. Annie Taylor Joy of the Witch is definitely going to be. Slight? Yeah, and she's definitely going to be witch. What's her name? Witch something witchcraft or something i don't know any character any magic magic, magic. She's using oh yeah magic, magic. Maser, Warren, and, uh, Spain, Spain. yeah and these are th- i've known that this was gonna happen for like a year but they just confirmed it uh like officially so i, I don't know like,
2: i believe great. i have an article on the harrow oh great that uh, is basically like linking them the linking on on your taylor joy and the new mutants movie
1: yeah, it's a uh, I I can't wait. I, I've been excited for her ever since oh, I first I, I saw the, on Witch.
2: the
0: other side of this. As far as who won't be in it, I think they said uh, McAvoy isn't going to be in it.
1: Huh? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that goes directly against early rumors saying he was going to one hundred percent be in it. And my so, new story.
2: Yeah,
0: actually, con- yeah, comicbook.com. Uh, comic <laughs> James Charles Avery won't appear next. Many mutants.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Uh, X-Men after Logan the sky is in or the yeah the everything's in the air um as they say um also there was the gifted trailer i haven't seen it i was going to watch it before this but i lost track of time i'm looking at a uh screenshot right now it looks dumb so that's that's our final <laughs> that's the final thought on gifted um uh, based off of one picture um yeah i think we're good let's do plugs and stuff
0: all right, hey everybody! You can follow me on Twitter at Wester Commander. Still don't post that much, so uh, hey, maybe when more people start following me, I'll uh, I'll start posting more. But until then, just validate me a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can follow me uh, at Aaharo on Twitter. Uh, you can get all my thoughts on things and my weird rants that make no sense. Uh, you can go to
0: especially in one of them in the middle God of your rants. How that stupid? On
2: my on my what? I was just watching the gifted teaser. God, <laughs> that's dumb. Wow. <laughs> I'll have to check this out and we're done. Uh no, I your
0: rants are hysterical when I when like I find one in the middle of one and it's at like some random place in my feed. I'm like, what is he even talking about?
1: The, yeah, they get really esoteric. Um you can Wait, go is to that, uh, Is that Dan
2: Stevens and Kill Switch?
1: <sighs> okay. Alan, we're gonna have to have a conversation about not interrupting the plugs. <laughs> Okay, um, I was just thinking aloud. Of- <laughs> Thanks. It's called <laughs> mute your own mic. Um, okay, what was I going to say? We're that just dot uh, com, You get uh, Hunter's thoughts, Alan's thoughts on stuff, news stories. Uh, if things work out, uh, our theme week should be starting. Shortly after this episode goes up um, And Arlen
2: what is that theme?
1: The theme will be coming of age films Uh, So at least five of us Writing about Coming of age things Things that have to do with coming of age uh, Articles about video games Dealing with coming of age films What have you I think someone might be doing something about comics Uh, I think somebody is also doing something about music So stay tuned Uh, Pay attention uh, to the facebook page and all that um and for this podcast you can go to the phantomzone com, share that link share the rss feed itunes whatever uh share it go to the youtube like our videos subscribe all that stuff let your friends let your family know that you like our show because that gets us more listeners Uh, And also please rate and review on iTunes if you're an iTunes user. And even if you don't have iTunes but you have an iPhone, go on there, download the app, look at our stuff, and give us a review. Please and thank you. It helps the rankings. So,
2: yeah. Also, subscribe to Video Game Hour on iTunes (coughs) or other podcast services.
1: The Haro's first official podcast. When Uh, is
2: FWAQ? Uh, going happening.
1: Uh, you're gonna have to ask them <laughs> because uh, I, I'm <laughs>
2: posting episodes weekly and I'm just saying it's like just two there's just two boxes like click on one and
1: yeah that yeah someday someday uh, maybe the maybe the horror official podcast may be launching at some time who knows um yeah uh, I think that's good with the plugs All right, bye, bye
2: X-Men Pocalypse Sucks and us.